This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's something that we're really proud of being able to showcase that we can trace all of our products back to individual farmers. And we want to highlight the farms that we're working with because we chose to work with them for very specific reasons. And people just wanting a connection with their farmer and understanding how they grow and why they're doing what they're doing. And we think that's important to, to highlight. California grows 20% of America's rice and nearly all of the country's sushi rice. 97% of the state's rice farms are located in the Sacramento Valley. One of these farms is run by Michael Bosworth, who comes from a family of farmers dating back to the 1870s. He went to college to study farming and has been a farmer his whole life. The man has rice in his veins. Michael is a different kind of rice farmer. While the majority of California rice is grown for sushi, Michael has shifted to nurturing unique varieties of grains grown less with a focus on yield and instead with a focus on flavor. His new company, True Origin Foods, was a small idea before the pandemic hit. Today, with the rise in home cooking and the growing consumer desire to buy local, Michael's business model is thriving. Our food is linked to obesity, climate change, workers' rights, and so much more. Every bite of food we chew has a story. I'm Amber Stott, food activist and founder of the nonprofit Food Literacy Center. I've worked with legislators, school districts, farmers, and chefs to rewrite the story of our food and improve my community. I want to inspire more people to become food activists. So I've invited my mentors and the activists who inspire me to share their stories and their tips on how to improve our food choices, our communities, and our planet. It's time we understand the story behind the food we eat and the impact our food choices have on our health, the environment, and our economy. It's time to start raising kale. Michael Bosworth is founder and CEO of Next Generation Foods and co-founder of his newest venture, True Origin Foods, an artisan rice and pantry staple food brand. He's a California farmer born and raised. Hi, Michael. Welcome to Raising Kale. Hi, Amber. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So you grew up farming. You went to school for farming. This has like always been your life. What do you love about being a farmer? Uh, I, I think, you know, every day that you're working, you're working towards, you know, raising a crop and everything that you do every day is impacting, you know, your success there. Then at the end of the year, you get to harvest uh, the crop that you've grown and, and kind of see how you did and, you know, learn from uh, either mistakes or, or successes that you've made and, and go on to the next year. So um, every year is different, but I, I feel like you're 
you know, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm, I'm creating food for, you know, thousands and thousands of people. So very- plus you like get to be with your dog and you get to be outside. I mean, are those some double bonuses of the job? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, watching the sun come up over rice field in the middle of June is a pretty beautiful thing. And same with sunsets and, you know, it's, it's nice. You're, you're interacting with nature every single day, whether, whether you like it or not sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really nice. I think some people dream of having a a job like that, right? Yeah. Um, So I want to talk about, uh, cause you're a rice farmer. So I want to talk about rice and I don't know if our listeners necessarily have the context about what that means in California. So, um, I just want to give a little bit of background. So California, it's a big rice growing state. It's like a $5 billion crop here in California. Um, We grow all of America's sushi rice in this state. Um, So as a farmer, you're working in a space that I think um, many would consider production agriculture, but you're trying something new in that space. Um, And I think your approach sort of steps outside of some of the standards. So talk about what sets you and your company true origin foods apart. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you said, uh, primarily sushi rice is grown in California. About 90% of the crop annually on about a half a million acres is uh, medium grain sushi rice. And uh, we do grow that variety as well. It's very popular and we have great markets both, to, both domestically and internationally for that variety. But we've also, uh, you know, started growing some other varieties uh, for direct uh, marketing opportunities. So in 2006, I started growing uh, and direct distributing some organic cow rows and that turned into organic brown cow rows and organic sushi rice and jasmine and basmati and long grain. And so over time, um, through our direct marketing relationships with chefs primarily, we've responded to their, you know, demands for, you know, new varieties. And so we've kind of grown from the traditional uh, market uh, driven space of cow rows to growing a lot of different varieties that our chefs really enjoy. And so um, True Origin Foods kind of came out from that. We learned a lot from our chefs and uh, home cooks over the last 15 years about what they like and what they're looking for. And when COVID hit, uh, we had to transition pretty quickly from a food service distribution company into a retail focused business. And and we, we learned a lot in the last 18 months there and, and uh, started True Origin Foods to really cater to, to home cooks and, and offer a lot of our new varieties to uh, the home cooks there. So prior to COVID, were you mainly focused on restaurant chefs? Was that your main market? And yeah, then- so, okay. yeah, so in, in 2006, I started a company called Next Generation Foods to market and distribute the rice that we're growing on our farm and other locally grown foods um, from other farmers mostly the institutional food service. So, you know, we've grown all the rice for UC Davis for 15 years. Um, and, you know, we kind of expanded from there to a lot of other universities in, in Northern California, then a lot of tech campuses. So Adobe and uh, LinkedIn and uh, Genentech, folks like that were delivering to 
on a weekly basis, um, Golden One Center in Sacramento. Then also we work with a lot of great chefs and uh, kind of white tablecloth restaurants uh, in Sacramento and the Bay Area. And all, all that shut down uh, with COVID and, and, you know, with rice in particular being a staple, the demand was really huge for rice, um, especially in the early months. And so luckily we were able to kind of transition our package size and we worked with some really great partners like Farm Fresh to You and uh, Good Eggs to um, kind of facilitate that that transition and, and, you know, be able to supply people that were unable to get to the grocery store or find rice elsewhere. Yeah, because those th- both of those companies deliver right to your doorstep. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so was that sort of your main go to in the early days of COVID or? Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't be here. You know, it would have been a, we would have been in a much different financial position had we not been able to find those kind of uh, partnerships. Um, so, yeah, it's it was huge for us. And it was it was kind of a logistical nightmare. That's not our deal, right? We're not two pound. We'd, we'd sell yeah. like maybe 2,000 two pounders a, a year or something like that. And we were selling, you know, 10,000 a week, you know, when, when all that came. And um, <laughs> it was very interesting, but we were creative and, and were able to get through that. And we just learned a ton about uh, going to that segment of the market. And was that always your goal to, to expand to home cooks or were you kind of like, man, institutions are our jam. We're cozy. We're comfy. Let's stay here. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that's a little bit more of a challenging market, I'd say, um, going to the home cook. And so we found a niche there in the institutional food service world and, uh, we were just able to kind of really sell more volume that way. And so, you know, if you're growing acres and acres of rice, you, you need those kind of outlets, but it was always attractive to me, even from the very beginning to get into that two pound size and, and try and be successful there. And I think they're, you know, obviously with, with the change in the way that people shop, those opportunities are kind of growing for us and, and for other farms to, to sell direct uh, online, basically. And so that's been really good. So you're doing a couple things differently. Um, so so one is, you know, you've kind of shifted kind of based on this pandemic from big institutions down to the, the home cook. Um, and then the other shift, it sounds like, kind of in response to what your previous market, which was more chefs, um, sounds like they were asking for varieties of rice outside of Cal Rose, which is the sushi rice. Um, so talk a little bit about your decision to grow these other kinds of rice. Um, like why, why do that for a chef? Yeah. So for us, uh, you know, when we started delivering to chefs early on, it was always like, with Calrose, okay, you can use this rice for sushi and risotto and paella, right? Like you want to make it as versatile as possible, but real chefs in general are going to be a little bit, they're going to push back on that, right? Because they know <laughs> the right varieties and it's its great to have that versatility um, from that grain. It, it is truly a really versatile grain, um, but a lot of them, a lot of our chefs really wanted to, you know, 
have a jasmine rice that wasn't imported uh, from mm-hmm. Thailand and a basmati that wasn't, you know, coming all the way from India. And so luckily we have an amazing, um, you know, uh, grower funded research uh, station up in Richville, uh, California, that is kind of working on responding to these demands as well and creating these amazing varieties of rice that that can kind of uh, really showcase what we can grow here in California. So they just came out with a really great uh, jasmine uh, three years ago and a, and a great basmati. Then they're really neck and neck with what you can find um, from an imported source. And so, you know, a lot of our customers want local and they want, you know, to know where the rice is coming from. They want to understand what the environmental, you know, standards are of those farms. And uh, luckily we've been able to supply all these amazing varieties to our chefs and, and give them that, you know, kind of one-stop shop um, that they're looking for. So that's great. Um, so, so I want to break down a little bit further. Um, what typically happens with rice to get it from the field to the consumer? Like what's the typical model? So, you know, we're, we're planting our rice in April, May, and then we're harvesting in September, October. Once it's harvested, uh, we try and harvest it at a specific moisture level. So, uh, usually between 18 and 22% moisture at the field, it goes from there to a drying facility. So at the drying facility, it's, uh, the moisture is brought down to about 13 to 14% on that. And that rice can be stored for quite a while, uh, even up to multiple years at that moisture level. Uh, once it's time to mill the rice, uh, you, you're going to take it uh, via truck to a rice mill where they're going to remove that outer hole of the rice. So there's a there's a hole. And then if you want to mill it to white rice, you're going to then remove the bran layer of the rice and, and the endosperm. So um, basically we decide on how much of this rice needs to go to brown and how much needs to go to white, how much is going to go into 25-pound bags for our, our restaurant customers, and how much is going to go into two-pound bags. So you make all those decisions before it goes to the mill. And then when it comes back, you know, most of those, uh, that order has basically been fulfilled and, and we're ready to d- deliver that product to our customers. And is that typical for the majority of rice uh, that's grown in California? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it is, uh, you know, obviously on a much larger scale generally. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Both Japan or or whatever it ends up being, yeah. Because you guys offer a couple unique things at True Origins Foods that um, others do not, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so it all starts with you know where you're where you're going to store the rice once it's harvested, right? So you you dry it. It's it's harvested from a specific field. Uh, we'll just use a organic white jasmine for an example. That's one of the six varieties that we sell. Uh, we That one's kind of easy. We, we have one field of that, right? So we harvest that and we take it to a drying facility. It's identity preserved in its own silo. And uh, there's no other rice in that silo. So that's, that's the organic white jasmine. And when we go to mill that, that it's, you know, sent up to the mill. 
um, and with traceable lock codes and, and things of that nature across all the, the facets of transportation and milling, when we get that back into the warehouse and, and that's packaged, then, you know, we're able to, to iso, uh, identity preserve that rice throughout the, the supply chain. So. so generally, if the rice leaves the farm and goes to the mill, it gets put with other kinds of rice typically, right? Like other, other farmers who are also growing white rice. Yeah. Sometimes and, yeah. it was particularly when, when you relate it to Calrose, right? So mm -hmm. in general, in, in California, uh, a lot of rice is just commingled because of, you know, from a commercial drying facility, there might be 20 farmers that are taking their rice there. It's all the same variety. Um, and so there's no reason not to commingle it. That's just the way that the system is set up and it's very efficient and it's safe. And, it, and there's, you know, there, there's not demand for identity preservation on that level. So but what we're doing with all our specialty varieties, you have to keep them separate. I don't want basmati mixing with jasmine and organic jasmine mixing with conventional jasmine and things of that nature. And so we're already isolating all of those varieties and, when we send them to the mill, the mill is cleaned out before it gets there. And then they, they run it through the mill and then they clean the mill again. And so we're not, we're, we wouldn't have any contamination along the line. After this quick break, we'll find out how Michael helps consumers know exactly which field their rice comes from. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You make a promise on your packaging that you will know which farmer grew the rice in the bag that you bought. Um, yeah, on the back of our bags, we put a, a farmer ID code on there. And so you can see which farm it came from and on our website, and you can uh, learn more about each farm that we work with. And currently it's, it's our family farm and then, uh, you know, fields that I farm on my own, but we're working with other farmers to bring uh, new pantry products on as well. And so 
that's where things are going to get a little bit more complicated where, you know, people are going to get to learn about other products as well outside of rice. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cool thing. It sounds hard and expensive. Um, and are you responding to a consumer demand for that or why, why offer that? Um, what, what's the idea behind that? Yeah, so it's, it's been a really interesting, uh, I guess, arc of consumer demand over the last 15 years of selling direct. So when I started in 2006, everything had to be organic. If you weren't organic, they didn't want to, you know, our customers just weren't, weren't interested. And I think, you know, over time, it's really just changed into people just wanting a connection with their farmer and understanding how they grow and why they, why they're doing what they're doing. And, and, you know, understanding the the food safety part of it. And for us, it's, it's really a response to customer demand and, and where we kind of think things are going. And um, it's really hard for a lot of people to do what we're doing. And so, um, you know, it's, it's something that we're really proud of being able to showcase that we can trace all of our uh, products back to individual farmers. And, and we want to highlight that. And we want to highlight the farms that we're working with because we chose to work with them for very specific reasons. And, and uh, we think that's important to, to highlight. Yeah. And that's very cool. And, and I, you know, as a consumer, I think that's neat too, to be able to click that code and find out who, who grew the product. That's pretty, pretty innovative. So kudos to you for a fun idea. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I think is kind of fun and interesting is, you know, your your tagline is growing delicious. And so so talk about because and the reason this is important um, is that there there traditionally is a um, direction in farming where food is grown for its yield. You know, those orange bouncing tomatoes that we get in the grocery store that have zero flavor. Um, they were, they were grown so that they would survive a long truck ride, not so that they would taste amazing in your mouth. Um, so, so traditionally farming had, or I would say modern agriculture has really zeroed in on that yield aspect. So not so much the flavor aspect. So talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that's really important, you know, and, and that's a great point. Um, it, it's for us, I think a lot of it comes out of working with chefs originally, right? For the last 15 <laughs> years, you're, you're going to get some pretty good feedback there, whether, you know, you, <laughs> you really want to hear it or not. But, you know, early on, it was apparent that, why wouldn't you grow the best, right? You want, you want the chefs to be happy. You want their customers to be happy. If your name's on the menu, you want it to represent you well, right? That's, that's, that's our reputation. That's all you, you know, that's, that's what you want to keep and that's what you have and that's how you build it. And there are other varieties available that would yield more. We would probably, you know, make a little bit more money growing them. But at the end of the day, I think it's a true differentiator for us to grow the best possible variety of each each item that we're growing. And and our customers have really responded well to that. We've been getting amazing feedback, particularly with the jasmine and basmati that, you know, 
I think people are just surprised that they can find such a, a great quality, delicious uh, variety that's grown, you know, 20 miles down the road from them as opposed to being imported halfway around the world. And that's, that's always a really cool thing to, to get that reaction from people. And so whatever we do now and, and going forward is going to be based on, you know, finding the best, most flavorful varieties to share with our customers. That's as someone who likes to eat food, uh, you know, my mouth thanks you for that decision. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so, so you took basically your company, which at the beginning of COVID wasn't really established for getting into the home cook. And now (laughs) you took it from that and, COVID is still happening, but like in a year and change, you now have your rice on grocery store shelves for the home cook. Yeah, it's it's been amazing. And, uh, you know, for those listeners that don't know, we are in all the Raley's and Bel Air and Knob Hill uh, markets um, as of about a month and a half ago. And so uh, what what an amazing journey it's been to get to that point. Um We've had a tremendous amount of help from uh, Nicole Rogers, who I know you Woo-hoo! know. Well. Yeah. We got to give her a shout out. She, yeah. she's, she's one of my dear friends and she is brilliant. Yeah. You, you guys snagged a good one there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's been amazing. She's, she's really helped push the project along. And uh, it's, you know, we've all learned so much in the last 18 months, but also in the last 15 years of marketing this rise to, to really figure out how we want to get our message across. And we feel like it's been received really well and, and we're still continuing to learn and make little tweaks to what we're doing. And yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing 18 months. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It's a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And in addition to rice, you have other products too, right? Yeah. So we're, we're just getting close here to, to launching a couple of new products, other pantry products, some, um, some various uh, organic beans and organic popcorn varieties. So uh, really just trying to figure out uh, where, where our next, uh, you know, kind of product categories are going to start rolling out. But uh, we have a a really great partner farm uh, just down the road from us uh, called Pleasant Grove Farms that grows amazing organic uh, products. And they're, They've been doing it a long time and they're he's Ed Sills is the owner there and he's probably the most innovative farmer I've ever come across. I've learned a ton oh, wow. from him. And so uh, it's amazing just to partner with him and, and learn and be able to share the awesome products that he's growing. So for those that don't know, he grows all the popcorn for the Golden One Center here in uh, in Sacramento. So where the Kings and That's where our basketball team plays. Yeah, and has ever <laughs> since they opened uh, like five years ago. So. Yeah, that's been great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and so what are you eating today? Well, I had a, uh, a tomato sandwich uh, about five minutes before I hopped online with you here. So Yum. Planted, uh, I'm not a great tomato farmer, so I just plant a lot of them. And so <laughs> I have like 24 plants out there and i this is my best crop yet so we have a lot of tomatoes to eat so oh I'm, congratulations I'm enjoying them yeah yeah what kind did you eat today do you remember um i i think it was a beef steak i think but nice uh, there's 
we we also go pretty pretty long on number of varieties. So I think we might have about eight varieties out there. So it's kind of hard. <laughs> to talk, but. That's great. Yeah. And um, one, what's one of your favorite recipes with one of your rices, and which rice? Uh, so we do a lot of cooking. Uh, geez, I don't know. We we have my my mom makes a hell of a uh, kind of a. Uh, Thai watermelon salad with our brown cow rose. It's really great. Uh, that sounds so paella. good. Yeah. I make paella with our, our organic cow rose. Uh, obviously, any kind of sushi with our organic sushi rice is is fantastic. Uh, you know, you, you can't go wrong. I made uh, Tadig uh, a couple of weeks ago with our basmati that was really good. So, I don't know. It, it's nice to have that ability to be versatile in the cuisines that we cook, right? With the, the different varieties of rice that we're growing. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And now that restaurants are opening again, are you seeing a return to some of your restaurant and institutional partners? Yeah, yeah, we are. It seems like every week or two, we're picking up another one of the institutional partners um, coming back online. Uh, the universities are projecting to have some pretty good uh, enrollment and, and participation this fall. And, and a lot of the fine dining restaurants are open in the Sacramento area and San Francisco. So, yeah, it's great to see. And, you know, I guess overall, you know, what we've learned from this uh, pandemic is that, you know, now we're a little bit more diversified uh, as a business and, and able to, you know, serve both retail and, and, uh, wholesale, uh, institutional customers. So, uh, it's nice to have both of them kind of strengthening over time. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so what is one of your, well, I, I actually just saw you, um, uh, what's one of your, when you're going out to eat, uh, do, do you go to the restaurants that are, are using your rice? And if you do, what are you ordering? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, crew is a mainstay for sure. Uh, that's kind of a, you know, we go there on a special occasion with friends usually and pretty much everything on the menu. <laughs> we order uh, tons of nigiri and, and some of the rolls and uh, it's really an awesome restaurant. Bencho Yaki is another great one that I love going to. Um, but there's, there's so many, right? It, we have three little kids and we live 40 miles from Sacramento. So yeah. We only get to go out every once in a while, but yeah, you know, Mulvaney's in the kitchen and Magpie and Origami. I mean, there's just some really great restaurants in town that are using our rice and I love well, supporting them. And uh, Bincho Yaki, so that's a, a local Japanese restaurant in Sacramento. And during um, the pandemic, they were also, sell they, I, I understand they got a lot of requests of where is your rice from? We love it. And then they started selling the um the take-home bags, the the family size, uh, yeah. out of their restaurant. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it worked out really well. You know, it was so hard to find rice then, especially you know, real high quality, short grain. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a really cool collaboration. They had it, you know, standing up in the window uh, at the restaurant for folks that were picking up food, and even on their online ordering form, right? If you wanted to order some ramen or something you can add a couple bags and and pick it up uh curbside so that was a neat yeah. deal 
Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get much more local than that. And I think, you know, that really speaks to the level of relationships that you have built. And, um, you know, the fact that you're you're listening, you're talking to these people, you're going to their restaurants. And the fact that it's really influenced the direction that you have taken your farm is is really pretty cool that you're you're doing that. So that, yeah, that makes you. Uh, yeah. 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 You're, you're a good kale raiser. Thanks for doing what you do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else that you want folks to know? Well, yeah, just check us out. Uh, if you get a chance to go into Rayleigh's or Bel Air or Knob Hill and, and, you know, give us some feedback on what you think of the rice and uh, you can, you can check out a little bit more about our true origin foods at trueoriginfoods.com and our distribution and business next generation foods is at nextgenfoods.com. And uh, both of those have online stores, so you can, you know, kind of see what other varieties and other products that we're carrying there, too. So so our listeners in New York and Illinois, they can they can go to trueoriginfoods.com and bring home some of that good rice and beans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Yay. Well, um, any tips for how you think folks could be kale raisers at home? Well, just, uh, you know, I think back to kind of what we're doing is learn more about where your food comes from and, and how you can impact what uh, farms are doing around you by demanding the, their products. So uh, just becoming more informed and involved, I think is, is a great step. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us and uh, thanks for raising kale out there, Michael. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm lucky to live in the Sacramento Valley where Michael's rice is grown. I can vouch that it truly is tasty stuff. His business partner, Nicole Rogers, is a dear friend of mine. I'm so happy for them and their new business. Thanks so much for listening. Please help me spread the word about these inspiring kale raisers by sharing this episode and rating the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can support this podcast by donating to Food Literacy Center. Your donations allow us to provide free hands-on cooking classes to low-income elementary schools. Next week, I talk to an expert about all things farming. Karen Heckert works for the nonprofit American Farmland Trust. She gives us an update on how fires, drought, and a global pandemic are affecting farmers in California. You'll meet a new food hero in every episode. Next time on Raising Kale. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 